Francesca Rudkin is here with this week's movie picks. Kilda. Good morning. Oh, we have two delightfully different films this morning. So let's begin with Spiderhead. Hello again. Sorry I'm late, Mr. Epnesty. Not late at all. It's Spiderhead. We're proud of our work. Your presence in this facility, while technically a punishment, is a privilege. Where have you been? Drug study. In science, we have to explore the unknown. They've been testing me up and down. A lot weirder stuff than usual. This is new frontier stuff here. Francesca Spiderhead has an interesting premise. Yeah, it does. This is a film um, by director Joseph Kosinski, who has another film currently playing in our cinemas called Top Gun Maverick. Um, But this is quite a different film. This is much smaller, a bit denser. He, he shot Top Gun, and then, of course, it was supposed to be released in 2019, and it wasn't. It sat on a shelf for a couple of years while we, you know, um, dawdled through the pandemic. And so in the meantime, he went to Australia, and he made this kind of smaller, denser little film. And you're right. It's a really clever idea. You've got a group of prisoners. They've opted to go to the state-of-an-art prison mm. where they have a lot of freedoms, unlike a normal jail, and they get a reduced sentence. But in exchange, they agree to being lab rats for mind-altering drugs that are, that, um, are administered to them through a little pack which gets sort of implanted in their back. And they have to deal with love drugs and funny drugs and hallucinogenics and, and drugs that also make them very angry and fearful. And running this whole thing is sort of a slightly deranged visionary, a doctor called Steve um, Abresti, and he's played by Chris Hemsworth, and he kind of runs this facility, and he's almost kind of matey with the prisoners, but what he's doing to them is quite full on. So this is screening on Netflix. Yeah. The cast is what drew me in because it also stars Miles Teller, who was in Top Gun, who I, I love. I'll watch anything Miles Teller is in. Um, and these two are really, really good together. I just think it was a good idea, but the tone's not quite right. This is an adaptation uh. of a short story, and it, they don't quite get that mix of the philosophical question of free will mixed with drama, mixed with humour, because there's actually quite a bit of humour here, but there's also it's also quite serious, and it, it, it just doesn't quite sit right. Just right. didn't quite come together for me. Clever idea. But the tone didn't quite work for me. Nice okay. performances, but yeah, didn't Was, quite pull it wasn't off. Wasn't quite right. Okay. Well, it sounds interesting nonetheless, but yeah, all right, maybe not one to put at the very top of the list. That's Spiderhead. Let's have a listen to Half Time. I lived in the public eye, and I really believe a lot of what they said. Diva. Serial bride. How do you feel about your but you did not just ask me that i did if i was in front of jennifer lopez and she said you can't sing i'd go neither can you and i said to her once doesn't this bother you and she said i expected this do you think you'll be nominated for an oscar i mean i hope so you might recognize that voice that is of course jennifer lopez and this is a documentary francesca following her performance at super bowl yeah it is and i found it quite engrossing. Americans have this um, wonderful way of being able to talk about themselves, don't they, Jack? And, huh. and once you're sort of through, <laughs> once you're kind of through that speak and that self-reflection, which seems to happen a lot in things, I actually found this to be a really fascinating documentary. Mm. It is the lead up to her iconic halftime performance at the 2020 Super Bowl. Also, it's the it's the lead up to the release of Hustlers, the film that she um, starred in and produced and got off the ground. She got a Golden Globe nomination for it, and she was hoping for an Oscar nomination. Mm. And you learn a lot about Jennifer Lopez in this film. You learn how 
dismissive people have been of her. How she was a dancer who then did a bit of acting and did a bit of singing. And it's almost like she, she makes the point that when she was asked to do Super Bowl, they asked Shakira as well, because it was almost like two Latino women would make up one woman being asked. Right. And you get, and this comes through the, the, the sexism, the racism, what she's had to deal with, the fact she's a bit curvy, um, you know, she's had this tough upbringing, and it just goes through how much she has fought for her success. She is so hardworking. Watching her prepare for the Super Bowl is just a little reminder to any kid out there who thinks that they want to be a dancer or they yeah. want to be a superstar. They want to be an actor. But my goodness, you could have been doing this and had number one hits and great movies and 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 be well, you know, known all around great the world. Great movies, but yeah. actually, well, some good movies and some average <laughs> movies, Jack. Yeah, Don't a range of movies. Right, strange. No, I'm not trying to nig on J Lo. I love J Lo. Yeah, the, I'm the point yeah. I'm trying to the point I'm trying to make is this woman is strong, opinionated, successful. Mm. She has been reduced to a tabloid fodder, and yet her work ethic and what she has achieved is incredibly impressive. But and watching her work, and she works with um, you know, the New Zealand choreographer Paris um, Goebbels and things yeah. on this on this project. She is actually quite remarkable i saw a different side to her um and have have probably have dismissed her a little bit myself as well and have seen a different side and have a bit more respect so yeah no it's worth the watch actually i'm into it and i i didn't mean to be too facetious there because she is no, you're, you know, you're right well we're not, qu- it's not quite the right word well as your producer brooke did uh, say to me she said some of those films are quite timeless they stood the test of time yeah yeah, I um, you know, when I lived in New York, like she was kind of the like she and Beyonce were the queens of New York, but but J Lo was, you know, born and bred in New York, and so everyone felt this kind of sense of ownership or something over her. Also, J Lo's fifty two. Yeah, J Lo's fifty two. I know we're sort of we live in an age we're not supposed to make comments about people's appearance, but J Lo looks fantastic. <laughs> Yeah. I think I can did say you, that. You, huh? I remember if I'm being positive, I'm not saying that. No, this is, is amazing. Like, Yo, J-Lo must eat like a lot of, <laughs> she is eating a lot of like leafy greens because she yeah, is looking yeah. fantastic. No, absolutely. But yeah. I think the other, thing, the other thing that you get in this documentary is how she stands up for what she believes in. That, yeah. that, that Super Bowl performance, she had kids in a cage because it was at the period where, um, yeah. where these migrants coming into the, and kids were being kept in cages and she wanted to make a political um you know, point. Mm. And the NFL saw the rehearsal the night before and went, no way. What, what? Hang on, we're not having this. No way. And she stood her ground. Yeah. And she, she really had to fight some pretty big battles, um, you know, to keep her show intact and things. And watching her, <laughs> she's slightly terrified. Oh, sounds she fantastic. On a roll. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, halftime, where can we watch halftime? Is that in uh, Netflix. Or Netflix? Yeah. Okay. It's on Netflix. <clears throat> awesome. Hey, thank you so much, Francesca.